Hey everyone, welcome back to Rebel with a Dream. I'm your host, Melanie Rodriguez, and today we have the pleasure of interviewing Manny Hernandez, owner and mastering audio engineer of TMP Records. Hi Manny, thank you so much for your time and being with us today. How are you? Good, Mel. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. So, who? let me know what TMP Records is. Okay, so TMP Records actually started off as a music publishing company, and it goes back maybe I would say like three or four years so this is what happened I used to be a musician I used to play live like I would play in clubs around here in Lawrence and I got tired of it so I kind of got like tired of going out and practicing going to the clubs and staying out late and whatever so I stopped playing like 100% I used to play uh, lead guitar and for bachata oh wow and um, I stopped doing that and then what I did was I took a break from music for a while but you know when you have a passion, it keeps like calling you back. Mm -hmm. So what I ended up doing was I started doing a little bit of research on the music business itself and music publishing started to like catch my attention. So I did research on it. I did, I asked a bunch of my musician friends, like one of their biggest struggles. And it always happened to be like uh, copyrights, royalties, um, all that stuff. So um, after like learning more about it, I ended up starting a company. Uh, it's, it's called, it was uh, a music publishing and funny story about that is I signed my first song was was a, a song by one of my friends and I signed the song and I held the song for a year I couldn't do anything with it how come nobody wanted to record it nobody wanted to do anything right so fast forward a year uh, one of my buddies ended up recording the song and as with music you record something and sometimes it doesn't nothing happens to it so they recorded the music, another year passed by, and the, they didn't release it. So I was like, you know what, I need to do something about this. I, in 2016, in December, I started a label. And I was like, you know what, I'm, this is what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna create the label and release the song. And what ended up happening was, I, you know, I started uh, playing the guitar again, and I started making covers, like bachata covers on Instagram. And I had built like all these friendships on Instagram through the bachata covers and ended up finding out that a lot of the guys that were playing the covers were artists themselves. So we did a compilation album and we put all the songs together, including that song. And we released our first album on, on the label. Oh, wow. And that's how it started. Basically it was like almost like a, uh, like a platform for myself and our music, but then ended up being a platform for other artists to join and kind of like collaborate with us and start releasing music and stuff like that. That's literally how it happened. So you found a bunch of artists, you mm -hmm. mixed through social media, right? Yep. You connected that way, yep. you guys all came together, everybody grabbed this song, yep. grabbed that, and you yep. put it, mixed it all together. Yeah. So where did that album go? Like how high uh, did that album reach? We we got lucky, we we debuted at 14 uh, iTunes. 14? Yeah. Uh, oh wow. Our first album, like 14 on iTunes, and I was like, okay, this is this is really cool. I wasn't expecting it, um, and the guys weren't expecting it either. So um, that happened, and what was cool about the, the album is that was the first time I had to master anything. I didn't know what I was doing. I was literally level matching the songs because they had been released previously. Um, they had been worked on by different uh, engineers. So I had to take 14 songs and make them sound like they belong together. So I spent like a good few months like trying to level match and learning how about mastering and stuff like that and then we released it and people liked it and it was it was just like 
almost it was almost like the platform to like start the whole like culture behind the bachata stuff that I'm doing right now. So. So when you say that you you practice, you basically self-taught yourself how to master <laughs> Pretty much. music. Yeah. So when how does releasing the album work? Like you know, like on social media, you upload something. Like for me, I'd be like, oh my god, am I really gonna share this? Like right when you're yeah. about to hit that share. How yeah. was it? How was it releasing the album? Like when you put it out there? It was nerve-wracking. It was so really? scary because, one, for example, like we did not know anything. Like I had no idea about how to release on iTunes. I didn't know anything about album covers. I didn't know anything about, like, con like putting the contracts together. None of that stuff. I didn't know anything, and I got lucky. I um, ended up finding a mentor in in uh, UK. His name is Terry Marty. And he was helping me throughout the process. And he, he's actually the first person that helped me distribute my music like globally. Wow. So um, what ended up happening, he, he set me up with his distribution team, like a global distribution. And his uh, partner, Lawrence, uh, helped me out through like, oh, these are the specs for the album cover. They have to be this size. This is the order of the tracks. This is, how, this is what you need. Um, you have to put the, the names of the tracks this way. Like I literally learned as I go, like that whole process. And, and now we have, um, I work with like five distributors and we did release music like all, all over the place. With no, like no issue, but the first time it's like scary, you know what I mean? Like you're like grabbing something that's so personal to you. Mm -hmm. Like what you guys are doing right here, like this is, not everybody yeah, can do it, you know, it's just scary. <laughs> like, and so like just doing that and, and being able to go through that process, it's it's, it's a beautiful thing. I loved it. Yeah. So. So now you don't even blink an eye, and now you're ready. Now to you're yeah. like, okay, yep, on to the next. Yeah. Now I'm like, hey, okay, we got a song coming out. When's it coming out? Friday. Okay, and we'll do a Friday release, and that's that's how we do it now. That's crazy. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah, so you. with TNP Records, when how do you find new talent? Do the talent does the talent find you? Um, do two you things. Do scouting. I do scouting. Uh, I get recommendations a lot, but my two places to find people: Instagram and SoundCloud. Believe it or not, SoundCloud is, sometimes what I do is I'll listen to some of the music that we have on SoundCloud and I let it play. And it keeps playing and playing and playing. I'm like, wait a minute, what is this? And I go back and I listen to it a few times. I let it rest. I go back and if I, if I still feel the same way, I'll send the, the message to the artist. So like that, for example, I found a guy that lives in Australia through SoundCloud and we released three of his songs and he had never really said anything. We released it on, on, on the label. It was really neat. That's wild. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> you're based in... I'm in Manchester. In Manchester? Yeah, but literally my label is this thing. Your phone? That's, yeah, that's it? my phone. Like, I do everything through here. Oh, my God. What yeah. happens if you lose that baby? <laughs> I'm done, right? <laughs> no, this is literally, like, my label's like, you don't need an office. I don't have an office. So everything's done online. You, everything's done online. So you have, like... No overhead. FaceTime meetings when... Yeah, even some of the guys I haven't met in person, to tell you the truth. Oh, wow. So you yeah. send all the contracts go online. Mm -hmm. You talk either on the phone or through face-to-face. -face. text or WhatsApp or literally, like, everything is on the phone. So I can't believe everything you do to run your business is on your phone. Yeah. So let me ask you, how do you do your work? Okay, so two things. Uh, like for example, right now, I just got a message to master a song right on my phone and I just took my email, but most of my work, all my work, I don't have a studio. I don't have a office or anything like that. All my work is done, like I have a mobile setup. And what's interesting about this is, this was inspired by the same, the master engineer that does 
I work for J. Cole, for Future, for um, like all these hip hop artists. He does mobile mastering. So he's literally traveling the world and mastering tracks as he goes. And he does multi-platinum albums on his on headphones. That's insane. That's what he does. So th th my setup is the same idea. Like I can travel anywhere I want. And if I have to work on anything, I don't have to have an office. I master it. Like I master on the go. That's the way I work. Snaps for being <laughs> minimalistic. <laughs> That's awesome. So you have your mobile studio on the go. Yeah. So your clients can be anywhere around the world. Yeah. So we can be just like you said right now, you just got an email being asked to master a master song. A song. Yeah. So literally like now for us, like in between takes, you can be like, okay, let me just check this real quick. <laughs> I can literally master a song right That's now. That's crazy. Yeah. What yeah. has the world come to technology? Yeah, Gotta it's, love it. It's crazy. So working around the world, mm -hmm. mobile studio with you, you can work anywhere. So let's bring it back to right before TMP. Yep. was established okay so what i did was i started my publishing company um and i affiliated with a company called bmi and they work with songwriters and publishers um so i started doing that then i started the label the tmp records and then i had to start another publishing company oh with God. ascap so were you running both publishing companies at the same time yeah so the way it works is i can only sign with the, the Trovador Music Publishing is BMI. I can only sign songwriters that are BMI affiliated. Um, and there's two companies, there's three companies in the United States that collect royalties for songwriters. So there's BMI, there's ASCAP, and there's CSEC. Um, so I had to start a company with BMI. Then I have to start a company with, C, uh, with ASCAP. And I have songwriters that are assigned under uh, the different companies, but they do the same function. So what I do is I help them register their songs, like royalties at a global scale, make sure that nobody else is using their song without permission. So for example, like I get emails all the time saying, hey, somebody's using your music on YouTube. Like consistently get emails on that. If somebody uploads a song on Instagram, it flags, it flags the song automatically. Yeah, I don't um, like that feature. It's, it's, yeah. a fee it's the artists that have to get paid. But what if my video is cute <laughs> and you know, it's in the background? That's the thing, so that's, what I, that's one of the things that I do. So. There's BMI and there's ASCAP. So I have two publishing companies on each side. And then I have uh, the, the TMP records. And I started a project label. It's called It's Viernes. And the, and the idea behind that is because I listen to so much music. And it's very eclectic. Um, that one's like for whatever a genre that I want. I don't really want to think about like, oh, I have to. Because usually when people start labels, they have to stick to a genre. And because of my listening taste, I was like, you know what, screw it, let's just start another label and kind of like release whatever I want. So I only have two releases on there. Um, one of them is this girl named Laurel. She's from California. Really interesting was she recorded a whole song on her MacBook. On the, she put the MacBook on the table, she played all the instruments, and sang into the microphone that's built into the computer. What? And she recorded home videos, like it's crazy. Oh, she, this girl is super talented. And then I had uh, another artist that was from Puerto Rico, produced, played the guitar, sang, mixed everything by himself in Puerto Rico. And I heard the song on SoundCloud. And I was like, hey, yo, like, I really like the song. Let's release it. And I kind of like told him what I wanted to do. And we released it. Let's talk about the album. Let's, Let's tell us it. a little bit more about Los Travadores Volume 2. Cool. So very special album to me. Um, I work very close to this, uh, to this very talented individual. His name is Melvin Guerra. His artist name is Melvin War, and he helped me like produce 
I would say like seven, seven or eight tracks on the album. Uh, we worked with people all over the U.S. Uh, he worked with one of my guys from Alaska. He worked with one of my guys from Florida, Jersey, um, New York. We worked with a bunch of people. And I mean, like, it was just, it took forever to happen. So when I released the first album, like immediately, I was like, you know what, this is cool. Let's, let's start the other album. Let's start the next project. So I released that first album on, on May 27th. 2016. That's how important. I was in Australia when that the oh, album wow. released, and it was so important to me. I, I got memorized the date, and it took us a year and a half of planning to release the second album. And like, I don't know. Like, I feel like what I tried to accomplish there was blending genres. So one of the first tracks that we have is is a single um, by this girl named Lola Jane, and what happened with that was. Uh, through Instagram, you know, listen to music and stuff like that. This guy named Randy Whiskey, he does like acoustic covers in Spanish. And I would listen to him and I, you know, I, I would listen to people and sometimes I don't really like investigate what they're about. But then I started to like listen more about him and I saw that he had posted a video with a girl. And I was like, who's that? And it was his wife. And his wife like has the killer vocals. Like she's so good, right? And I reached out to her. I was like, yo, like I really like your music. Let's do a bachata. And she's like, I don't do bachata. I'm, I'm an acoustic artist. And I was like, let's try to do it. And eventually, like, I got, I convinced her, and I sent the song to Melvin. The first song uh, didn't work out because the tempo was like off. And then uh, Randy recommended another song, and the song's called "Kiss Me." And we remixed it. Like, we we did the acoustic, and we turned it into bachata. And the song um, like blew up. Like, it was just crazy. So th we released the song. February 2017, nothing happened. That was a single for the album. Nothing happened. And by the end of December, like, all of a sudden, this song was, like, everywhere. We, we started getting people, videos from Australia, from Japan, Russia, Turkey, Spain. It, the song charted in, in Spain. Like, That's wild. It was just out of control. And I was like, it, like, I think it hit, it, it got on uh, Spotify's um, uh, charts. Um, it just went crazy, and um, and that's the thing with music. You never know. You're like you can believe in a song, and nobody will hear it because you just never know. But you know, like I feel really proud about that album because that was the main single, and then we started like blending in uh, lyrics in English. So half of the album is bachata, but the artists are, are they sing English, so it's a blend of cultures. So for example, the guy from Australia, uh, from Alaska, he's American. He doesn't speak any Spanish, and we took one of his songs and remixed it into bachata. And like, it's just like that blend. Of what's happening is just like we're, we're we're breaking boundaries. We're not thinking about like, oh, it's bachata. You gotta sing in Spanish, or you have to sing some certain type of lyrics. It's just it's a feeling now, you know, because it's becoming a phenomenon. Like people are just sending us tons of videos and they tag us on everything. It's amazing what's happening, you know, like. I feel really blessed, extremely blessed to be like part of this whole journey that's happening right now, honestly. So you have your record label, yep. you have your clients, your scouting talent. I heard through the grapevine you have a little podcast too. I do. Yeah. You wear, you're a man of multiple hats, Manny. <laughs> I don't know how you do it, but let's hear this podcast. Sure. So uh, I use this app called Anchor. Um, you can get it at the app store. And what it lets you do is you literally pick up the phone put it next to your face and you start talking. That's literally it. So the, 
the podcast is called TMP on the Go, and I just talk about anything. And what's crazy about it, I'm so finicky with my mastering stuff, and it has to be perfect and everything else. But with the podcast, it's like super ghetto, super rugged. Like the other day, I recorded an episode. I was in my car driving, and you can hear like rocks and wind. And I just want like I I use the podcast as a vehicle to get my ideas out. What's cool about the the Anchor app, it lets people call in. So I can be recording, and even though the, the show has been posted, people can call in, and I can add that segment into the podcast after oh, the wow. fact. Uh, and before that, what I was doing, I had to use um, SoundCloud, pay for storage on SoundCloud, because you know you get like a limited amount of space. And I would have to upload through uh, iTunes as well. And that was just a pain. Like, it was just so much work. Um, with this, I can just literally, anytime I have an idea or have a discussion, I pick up the phone, start recording whatever I have to say. There's no limit to it. And I just click, publish, and it's, it's out. That's it. That easy. So, I mean, I'm using the podcast as most to connect more people and kind of also educate them. Because I feel like in the music industry, especially in the Latino community, there's not a lot of um, access to information. You know, I think that's one of the things that we have to work on is everybody's like very like guarded yeah. with their info. Um, and like I, I look at somebody that's very uh, motivational to me is, is Gary Vaynerchuk and I'm not sure if you've heard of him before no. um, this guy is like go 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 like you have to watch stuff so one of the things that he's always doing is he's always giving out like the majority of his content out for free doesn't charge anything right and I'm like you know what like what's holding me back from giving out the information you can google it you can google it. how do you do music publishing how do you master a record whatever but if I'm giving out that information for free, I'm not, you know, creating any boundaries for people. I become the source, you know, I become like the resource for that. So that's my mentality is like, I don't, I don't own the information. So why do I have to like guard it? Like, oh, it's my secret. Nobody needs to have it. So the podcast is for that. It's for, to, to reach out to the community. It's crazy because crossover has really become more mainstream. Mm -hmm. We had Beyonce come on with J Balvin, Cardi mm -hmm. B recently with Bad Bunny. Mm -hmm. It seems like more and more it's happening. And I, yeah. I really think that song, Despacito too, that really kind of just like... That really, that really shot us over the moon. Yeah. For, for the Latino culture, like just the community, just being able to, to reach so many people and not even worry about the lyrics and what they mean. It's just like that, that feeling and being able to to do that and be a part of that, it just, I think it's just, I feel super honored to be like Latino because it's like our music is impacting lives some way or another in different countries, like all over the world. So like, I'm glad you mentioned that because I'm seeing that myself, like people from different genres are blending, they're blending music and that's what's happening right now. And there's like boundaries are being knocked down because of it. And I think that's a beautiful thing. Like I, I just, and it sounds so much It better. sounds good. It sounds awesome. Yeah. So. That's great. It's just, it's a great time right now in the music it, industry. It is. As a fan of an artist, as a yeah. person listening to music, yeah. driving in your car. But yeah. even for you to be an engineer and to be behind the scenes, you're hearing it like dropping. You're like, oh, this yeah. beat can go with this. And this yeah. voice. Yeah. I think that's one of my favorite things is just, I get to hear music before anybody does. Well, aren't you lucky? <laughs> that's like my favorite. Honestly, that's my favorite thing. I get to hear songs that nobody's ever heard before. And I get to work on them and kind of like put my touch on it. And it's, it becomes history, like part of history. Like once that song is out, it's out there forever. And I think that's a, 
like for me, like I, that's like the most important thing, honestly. Not the streams, not nothing else. Just I'm part of like history in one way or another. So you won't be forgotten. That's that's the way I feel. It's awesome. That's that's great. Yeah. So tell us what's next for you. Where do you see yourself um, in five years? Five years. I want to be traveling. You want to be traveling? <laughs> I want to be With traveling. With your mobile studio. <laughs> With my mobile studio. Seriously, I don't want to like. I don't see myself having like a big office or anything like that. I just want to be able to have simple phone, like a phone that has internet, connect with people and do my work on the road. But I also like want to be able to give back. So like one of my things has been in the last couple of months, I've been thinking about doing a nonprofit um, based around music. Like I want to start a label that's nonprofit to give back to individuals that, that are really talented they don't have the, the resources to do that. Like in Dominican Republic, in Africa, there's just so much talent worldwide, yeah. but they don't have those resources that they need. And that's something that I've been playing around in my head. Like, okay, I'm like, I already know how to release music. I already know how to work with artists and engineers and stuff like that. How can I take that and make a bigger impact? That's, that's what my mindset's been, honestly. Exactly, good for you. Yeah. Well, we're excited. We can't wait to see more. Thank so you. let our followers know where we can find you. Where can we find your music? Yeah. Easiest way to find me is Instagram. I'm always on it. So um, it's at TMP Records LLC. Drop me a direct message, send me a message, whatever, and then I'm always there. Like that's my main go to, honestly, Instagram. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for your time, Manny. Thank, thank you for you. Sharing, our, sharing your story with yeah. us. Yeah. I'm sure we'll be catching up with you soon. Yeah. And we thank you, and I can't wait to see more. Yeah, awesome. Thanks for having me. Thank you. You're welcome. And that's a wrap for this week's episode of Rebel with a Dream. Make sure to like, comment, and subscribe, and I'll see you next week.